Today I'm going to do things a little bit different, something I don't think I've done in all my years of pastoring, and I'm going to let the Lord speak to you today instead of me here in a few minutes. I know that sometimes we hear somebody so long that we don't hear them anymore. You all know what that's like. You husbands know when, how, what that's like. And so anyway, today I want us to spend some time, and, and I've really agonized over this because it's something different for me. But I want to do something, and that's why I asked Andrew to give the announcements first today rather than at the end of the message and that is that I want us to leave here today not saying, well, I know what Tony said about it, but I'm not sure that I agree with him. I want us to hear what God's Word says, and I want us to leave with it. On, the, on your bulletins, on the back of them, are the same scriptures that I'll be using today. And I would encourage you, when you go home, to reread these and ask God to speak to your heart concerning them. Now... I could have used all kinds of verses. I want you to understand that. I, I went through this. In fact, there's two verses that aren't on there that I added this morning because I believe that, that God has something special to say in His church in this day and age in which we live. And so today, as I said, we're going to do it a little different. On Easter Sunday, we basically talked about the resurrection, and that's what Andrew read to us today, the fact that Jesus is alive. All of us who know Him have experienced what salvation is, certainly know that He's alive in our lives. And so today what I want to do is move to what He expects out of us now that He has been raised from the dead and He has done something for us. The Bible used the word advocate, the Holy Spirit, the comforter now lives in us. And that gives us something that is so powerful if we would just let God have His way in and through us. So I have a little chart that I want them to put up on the board. It's something that some of you have seen me use many, many times. And what I want to leave with us today is this thought. Because I believe that what's happened to the church today, and it doesn't matter who you talk to, it doesn't matter where you go, it doesn't matter who you hear preaching, if they're preaching the Word, they will tell you that there is a great concern about the fall off of people and their attitude toward the church today and toward Christ today. And I'm convinced in my own heart that much of what's happened is what I see coming out in the polls that are being taken and the information that's being given to us as to where the church is and why it's where it is today. I heard a man say the other day that he was so excited or read about it about the millennials. And we talk about how bad the millennials are. They this and they that. But he said they are the next great generation. And he happened to be an army general or a navy admiral. I don't remember which. I think a navy admiral. And he said these young men that are in the military today are men that are sold out and women that are sold out for their country and doing their nation good, and we need to uphold them, and we need to pray for them. Now, in this congregation today, I know that we have individuals who have either lost a husband, a dad, a, a brother, a somebody in the wars. And I want to say to you, thank you for the sacrifice that that loved one gave that I might be able to stand here in this pulpit today. Because of that, we have the freedoms that we have. But greater than what they did was what Jesus did for us on the cross. 
And by dying and taking our sin, nailing it to the cross, and then being raised from the dead, He set us free to be what He died for, is to have a people who were set free to do what He wanted. Now I look at this little chart that's up there on the board. It's kind of a circle that I draw with a circle in the middle of it. Andrew was really good enough to do this for me on the computer. And what you will see in the center is God. And you'll see some errors going that way. What you see on the outside of the big circle is the world. That inner area in between the little circle and the outward part is our life as Christians. How do we walk in that area as a Christian? Do we move toward God or do we move toward the world? And I think that what's happened in our day and age that we have so compromised ourselves that so much of our life as Christians is moving toward the world rather than moving toward God or toward Christ. The thing that I have seen, and it happens in many areas of life and even in Christianity, we seem to drift to the lower level instead of rising to the top. Whatever will let us by the, for the easiest is what we do. We have people who are 100% pro-life. And they'll turn around and send someone to Congress, whether it's the House or the Senate, or to our House of Representatives in Kentucky or our Senate, or vote for someone to lead us, whether it be a president, a governor, or whomever it may be, who is 100% for killing kids in the mother's womb. Now you tell me what that sends to our young people that we're trying to tell them that there's a standard and there's a godly standard. And on one side we're, we're standing up for life and on the other hand we're saying, but it's okay if I send somebody to one of these offices, whether it be uh, here, there, wherever it may be, that's for killing these unborn. That's a signal that says, I don't believe you because you have no conviction. What happens in our churches where years ago or some of us in the churches we were raised, we looked at this book and we said, Thus saith the Lord, and we believed it and we walked in it, but we got in another environment and we let down on what we believed and what we stood for for so many years and say, Well, it really doesn't matter because everybody else is doing it. Let me read you something from John MacArthur. I thought it was one of the best little things that I've, I've found. He says, listen to this, those who make an impact for the cause of Christ must have the courage of their convictions. Do you hear that? Must have the courage of their convictions. Any dead fish can float downstream. It takes a live one to fight the current. Strong convictions come from strong, from spiritual maturity and knowledge of the Word and is an essential element in any effective Christian's life. Do we have strong convictions about things anymore? Or do we just say, well, you know, this is where society is, and there's not a whole lot we can do about it, so we just go along with the flow. Well, that's what they do down there, and I'm going to join in and say, well, that's okay, you know, I'm just one person. I can't make a difference. You may be surprised what standing on your convictions can do. Just a quick little story. It doesn't have anything to do with church. But when I was back in college, and you all know that's been a while ago, our oldest son went to the library and got a book. That book should not have been in the hands of a kid his age, six or seven years old. When he brought the book home, I took it down and wanted to talk to the library board about him putting that kind of stuff down where kids could see it. Now, my dad was a good dad, but he said, Son, you don't need to rock the boat. 
don't you know that you can't change the world? I said, Dad, I know I can't change the world, but they'll know I went through it. You know, I can't change anybody, but I hope they know I went through it. I hope when God calls me home or away from this church, that there's one thing you'll say. That man stood in the pulpit and he preached the truth every time that he walked into it. That would mean more to me than anything that anybody could ever say. That he never wavered, he never compromised, because he knew this is what God had to say. So this can be a powerful time today, and I'm going, as I said, do something. Then when it comes to the invitation, we're not going to sing today. I'm going to ask the musicians to come, when I say come, and start playing. Don't wait, because I may never say do something. When you get here, start playing. You're going to have an opportunity not to respond to me, but you're going to have an opportunity to respond to what the Word of God says. I thought about reading maybe more than one translation. That was suggested, and, and that was really good. But I thought rather than do that, I would look at the best translation that I felt like those particular verses had and read them to us. And it's not going to be what I say after we have prayer. This is going to be what God says. And when I get to the end of the verses, which will be Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, when I, you know when I say that's the Scripture after that, then it's going to be up to us to say, do we believe what God's Word says? Do we want to live what God's Word says? Am I willing to put everything else aside? Now, before I get there, I want to do one other thing. Because you never know when you come into a group of individuals who may be there that's never trusted Jesus as their Savior and Lord. As we've already talked about the resurrection, there was the death. Jesus died on the cross that you and I might be saved. The Bible, in, in the one little verse that we all look at, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is so powerful. And then the next verse says, if you're sitting here in this auditorium today, well, Tony, you don't know what I've done. I don't think God will forgive me. The next verse says, for God sent not His Son in the world, condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. So today, if the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart, it could be your day of salvation. It could be the day that you turn your life to Jesus. And how do you do that? Well, you come and acknowledge the fact you're a sinner. You repent. You ask Him to have a mercy on you for your sin, to forgive you for your sin. That you trust Him, that you believe He's who He is, that He is God, the Son, who came and lived among us and died, that through His death and His burial and His resurrection, we can now live in Him, and He'll do something for us, which we'll look at this verse a little later on, but He does something. He comes to live in us through the person of the Holy Spirit, so greater is He who is in us than He is in the world. So we can live a godly life, not because the old man wants to, not because the flesh wants to, but because of the power of God that's in us. So if you're here and you've trusted in something else, you know, I, I run across this and you all know it. There's people who just join the church to join the church. They don't have a clue what it means to be lost, saved, or anything else. They just hear it over and over and they repeat and they, it's wrote and nothing happens their changed life isn't there because they didn't come to a place of being, coming to grips with their sinfulness. But I beg you, if Christ is dealing with your heart today through the power of the Holy Spirit, 
trust Him. I'm going to pray. Then I'm going to read these verses. Then we're going to do whatever the Lord leads me to do at the end of that. Certainly come and play the piano and the organ. And we'll go from there, okay? Because this is different for me as it is for you. Father, I surrendered this message to you a few days ago when you told me to put away what I had already planned for this day. You told me, Lord, that you didn't want anybody to walk out of this building today discussing what Tony thinks about these verses. I wanted them to leave here today knowing what I said and me alone. But Father, unless you keep me out of the way, because you know, when I get in the pulpit, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about what the Word says. But today, cause me to let you talk. And Father, I pray that every person that can hear my voice, or someone should listen to this on our internet, that they will hear you and not me. I know that the voice they'll hear will be the one you've given me to share the verses with, but let it be beyond that to hearing you speak through one of your servants. Please, Heavenly Father, let this be your day to be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Now here we go. John 14, 15. The Bible says, If you love me, keep my commandments. John 15, verses 16 through 18. He says, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. John 16, 7. John 16, 7. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the Advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. One comment, the Advocate is the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. With the Lord's authority I say this, Live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against Him. They have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasures and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off, all, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, 
truly righteous and holy. Stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbor the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work, and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. 1 John 3, 9. 1 John 3, 9. No one who has been born of God will continue in sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 9 through 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God, of our God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31, the Bible says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. 1 John 4, 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Galatians 4, 7, Galatians 4, 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will reap. As they begin to play with heads bowed, and you thinking of what God has said, He's covered about every area of our lives that can be covered. If you need to respond today by just coming and praying and lifting something to God, you do it. Whatever you need to do over these next few minutes, you do it, and then we'll be dismissed.